Hey, what's happening? This is Classified. I'm a MC producer from Enfield, Nova Scotia, and I'm doing this show right now. Welcome to the music. Good to be here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right. It's, it's, it's an honor to have you on. Um, it, my wife and I were just driving down from the Manitoulin, which is northern Ontario, uh, mm-hmm. for the weekend. Um, you know, and 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 her comment was that O Canada is her favorite version of O Canada that there nice, is. Nice. <laughs> she just, she, she, oh, yeah. she absolutely, absolutely loves it. It's been a big fan for a long time. Um, Thank you. I don't know how many versions O Canada there is. I guess there's the French version, the English, and then mine. <laughs> and then yours. And and, yeah, and, yeah. and I heard, and, I, and we were listening to one that sort of blended, I think, Bob Cajun. Tragically, a Bob Cage. Like somebody mixed the two together. It was oh, like, okay. Yeah, it was All pretty right. cool. So that All so right. the question that I have for you is, you know, um, recognizing and acknowledging uh, what Canada has um, been through has, you know, from a rec- hopefully a reconciliation perspective mm-hmm. um, over the last couple of years. You know, if 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 you were to write that today, recognizing what Canada is dealing with right now, like how how and maybe it wouldn't, but. What might the lyrics sound like? What might that song sound like today? Um, for O Canada? Yeah, yeah. Just like, and again, not specific O Canada. I'm not asking like you to this. write the, rewrite uh, the lyrics, but just more the... No, no, the, I already did. Yeah. Uh, the Underground Railroad. Residential schools right here is where they called home. There's a lot about this country that I love, but there's things about this place that I'm ashamed of. And we need to talk about it, need to make a plan. Recognize what we did to this native land. Maybe then we can look back and celebrate. Stop the hate. That's how you make a country great. That's wow. O Canada, 2023. Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. Because again, no, it's all good. That's something I've been doing. Today and that's what I was thinking of. I've been so doing that for the last year and a half, two years mm. um, on the road whenever I did O Canada. After kind of when all that kind of came out about res- residential schools, yeah. I had a show and I was like, I don't feel right doing O Canada right now. It didn't feel like mm. the right thing without kind of talking about this, addressing it. So I ended up yeah. writing that, you know, six, 12 bars or whatever. And that's a verse on my new album, but I always do it at the end of O Canada now as a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about people and this could either be a quick or this could be like a heavy conversation. Mm-hmm. Especially now, and 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 I, you know, the you didn't write the song now. The song you wrote a while ago, but mm-hmm. um, like today, Greg and I were just talking before we went live about um, a conversation I had with another friend a couple of years ago uh, who grew up in Palestine. Mm-hmm. Um, but that song is it's it's heavy, but it's so so timely. Um, did, were you were you legit mad and angry writing that song or having to write it? Disappointed. Disappointed. Yeah, I think that's kind of you know I, yeah. when I wrote that song, I I woke up on social media, whatever news, reading the paper, whatever it was, just and just seeing the division, man, just seeing so much people hating these people for these reasons, and you know whether it's religion, whether it's sex race wealth whatever it was it just really seemed every time something would come up it'd be two two types of groups of people arguing with people no one wants to hear anybody else's opinions if you don't agree with me or i don't agree with you it's just hate more hate and that's kind of what the whole song was like 
I'm just kind of sick of everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. It kind of was more of a joke kind of when I wrote it. Like, you know what mm. I mean? I'm, I'm just sick of everyone. I don't care if you're black or white, male, woman, gay, straight, whatever it is. I'm sick of everybody complaining right now. I'm sick of everybody looking at these small individual differences. And this is like what we're focused on right now. When our world is in, you know, could use a lot more focus in a lot of different ways rather than worrying about these small differences we have as, as humans, you know, it's, and mm. that's kind of what it all sparked from was that. And then as I kept writing the song and I, you know, I went, I don't like atheists of the church goers pray to God that the worst is over, but I know the truth is going to hurt tomorrow and it's all our fault. Not one person, all of us, not one faith, all of us, not yeah. one race, all of us. There's only one place for all of us. And as soon as I wrote those four lines, that's when I was like, that's where the song got to go. That's the message of the song. It's, you know, it's a little lighthearted of like, I'm sick of old people, young people, rich people, broke people. But then when you really take it in and listen to the message, there is a deeper, you know, a message that is supposed to bring people together. Yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. Did you, you've written hundreds of songs. Mm -hmm. um, did you ever have to, have you always written from a place of disappointment? um yeah a lot not always sure. like you know what i mean yeah. a lot of my songs come from just observation whether it's a good thing whether it's <clears throat> a song like good news that's about like you know appreciate these small things that we have these small wins you know appreciate this good news it might be a small simple thing but those are the the big things in life i think when this life is kind of all over you look back and it's all these small things so good news is about recognizing stuff like that so i, I do write about you know, I'd say I probably usually write more positive stuff, or at least songs that by the end of the song, you kind of get a positive something yeah. out of it. Yeah, sure. And and that was never on purpose. That was just, I think that's the way I look at life, too. Like, you know, I'm usually a pretty happy guy. I don't, I'm not down too much. I have my days here and there, but usually I'm like, you know, let's see the brighter side of things. So even when a song like people starting out with like, I don't like people, I don't like white people, mm -hmm. any type of people, it still went to a positive point by the end of the song. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one of the questions that I wanted to know, because you're, you're a very proud dad. Um, Definitely. The kids. Um, how, how has becoming a dad changed your songwriting and your, you know, your lyrics from pre kids to post kids and, and the, the, hopefully the, the, the hope. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I think the maturity of it, like, you know, I don't think I had kids and was like, Oh, I ain't going to rap about bitches or drugs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I didn't, that wasn't really my stick anyway. Like I was, uh, mm -hmm. you know, coming from a middle-class kid that fell in love with hip hop, you know, learning about it fall in love with the culture and tried to bring my own angle to it. You know, that's what I realized when I grew up. It took me a few years uh, to try to figure out my game. But once I realized what I got in hip hop is being proud of who you are, representing yourself, whatever that is, if that's coming from the New York ghettos or projects, or if that's coming from small town Enfield, Nova Scotia, you represent where you're from. And, you know, that's what I always got out of hip hop. So um, when I had kids, it wasn't, I think the main thing that changed is just having different values. The same thing with life, just having different values, valuing different things, appreciating different things, not stressing over foolish things that once you have kids, you're like, oh, man, I don't need to worry about this or that and this. I'm, I got to worry about this now. So I think just that came out of my music, just growing up in life and just having more to write about and just looking at things from a different point of view. I read somewhere that 
you wanted to retire a while ago. Um, hey, I've, I've tried to retire. I hate using the word retire. You've tried to retire? Not that I've tried, but I just kind of felt like after my Grateful album in 2015, 16, you know, I got to work with Snoop on that album, DJ Premier, kind of like my heroes. Yeah. You know, it was just, you know, it was my number 16, 17th album. Kids were starting to get a little bit up there more. And I was just kind of felt like, what am I, what else am I going to write about? You know what I mean? So like my last song on that album, is just me shouting out everybody in my career from the first guys I rap with to the guy who got me my first show to my video directors, all that stuff. Cause I really felt like this is probably it for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then after sitting home for six, seven months and you know, kids are off to school, wife's busy. What do I do on my free time? I make beats. Like that's what I did when I was 16, 17, come out, turn on the drum machine, start make beats. And as soon as I make something that it, gets me excited i'm just like okay let me write then i'm calling my brother we got to shoot a video and then it just cycles again so i i just realized over the years like i don't need to do this for money anymore financially i've been pretty smart with my money investing and stuff like that it's really came back to it like it's a hobby it's something i need to do for myself just to have purpose through the day and something I, I feel like when i put it out i still get feedback from fans that they're getting something out of it and that motivates me to be like well let me just keep doing this until I don't feel like I'm bringing anything new to the game. So, you know, try to step away a bit, but this is, I, I realized over the years, it's not just, this is my job, my, my thing to make money. Like this is something I need to do for myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you've, you've worked with, uh, you know, like you said, Snoop Dogg and, and others uh, you've opened for, for him and uh, Buster Rhymes uh, done, done some stuff with Maestro. Was there, was there any thought ever of of leaving the East Coast, going never. to a New Yorker? No, never, eh? Never. Like, a guy, like it came up a few conversations, more so with like my management. Yeah. Um, not even so much like moving to LA or Toronto, but just spending a lot more time there. Yeah. And it's just moving was never in my mind because it was never. I always say this line; it's kind of get cheesy now, but it was never get rich or die trying for me. It was like. I'm a kid coming out of Canada trying to make it out of hip hop. You know, when I first started, this is before Drake, this is before Eminem. So a white kid from Nova Scotia making yeah. it off of music. I I wasn't that guy that was like, oh, I'm taking this to the top. I was like, I like doing this. I feel like, uh, you know, I'm getting better at it. And I just kept doing it. And eventually, you know, the shows went from 20 people to 200 to 1,000. And, you know, it was a very slow climb, but. I never once in my, you know, on the come up thought this was actually going to work out. It's, you know, just something I love doing, kept pushing. And slowly when I look back, I'm like, shit, I'm here now. Yeah. You know, I, I got this to a point where I never thought I would make it at, but, you know, a lot of luck, but more so a lot of hard work and, and just loving what I'm doing, like appreciating the, the, uh, the culture, the art and, and the creativity side of it. Is that dinner you're showing us? What am I showing? Oh, what do I got there? Oh, yeah. Dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize I put it up in the camera. <laughs> I was trying to put it down to get all, this, all articulate. Shit. This, this episode brought to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this, is my, this is my chance to slip out from the wife and kids right now. This, this is your... This is classifieds time, eh? You need, you need, <laughs> exactly. You need, you, need, you need to chill out. Um... I, I, I live in Scarborough, and uh, I've I bumped into, over the years, Maestro at a, at a bunch of stuff. 
yeah. locally, and then I hear he's moved out to the East Coast. Yeah, he's uh, out here now, man. Yeah, what's what what's what's <laughs> in the water there? What are you, is is it you know is it is it the people out there? Definitely the people. But like from Maestro, I know he moved out because it was first kid during COVID and all that. Yeah, uh, you know it was all locked down. His um his son's mom lives out in New Brunswick. So that was what he did. It was kind all of right. more of a family thing. Yeah, yeah. But then he's been killing it out in New Brunswick. He's like the mayor of St. John, New Brunswick now. Like, <laughs> he's doing everything out here. So it's cool that he found a niche. He's doing TV shows out here. He's yeah. hosting radio show, a uh, bunch of different stuff. So it's cool. And I get to see him all the time. So nice. I'm not mad at it. Yeah, yeah. That must be fun. Yeah, that must be fun. Yeah, um, we've grown, grown into good friends over the years. I've, I've known Maestro for... Well, I've known him as a fan, you know, and being a high sure. school kid, yeah. dance to the backbone slide, but personally, you know, 15 years now. So def definitely consider him a close friend. How many albums is it, is it now classified? That's funny because someone was over that day and we were joking about it. We went through Wikipedia and started counting because I was like, I don't even know where it's at now. But if you count EPs and all that, I think it's like 20, 21, I think. 21 albums. That's like, that's like at a Neil Young pace. That's yeah. I've been doing it for twenty five years, and I'm making all the beats too. So it's not just like I'm just rapping this stuff. Yeah. No, nah, man. It's like I said. I, I put my first one out, a cassette. I got one up there somewhere when I was like fifteen years old. You know what I mean? It was just make my ten songs on my four track. Yeah. Press up a hundred copies of a cassette, and and then boom, let's do it again six months later. You know. So it took a while. Now I take my time a little bit more with albums. But when I first started, I was bumping out like an album or two every year. Just you putting know, it out. You talked earlier about, you know, just rest, relaxing at home and finding yourself back in the studio making beats. Mm -hmm. It's one thing, right, to, to sit down and make a beat and get excited about that. But putting out an album, I mean, that's like focused energy, time. What keeps you so prolific after 25 years, still putting out an album every every couple of years? It starts, like I said, it starts mainly as just, I'm out in the studio, let me let me make a beat. And then it just goes from there. As soon as I make one song, you know, I like to always think, like when I started this album, I just finished up. I was just made one song, loved it. I was like, man, I love this. Let me just make two more songs and I'll just make three songs. Then I got three done. I was like, shit, let me make a couple more. Uh, I want to get a couple, you know, posse cuts on here. I want to... And, you know, before it, it was 10 songs and now I'm like, you know, I want people to hear it. So once I make the music, you know, it, it, then it becomes more of the hard work. Then it's like, OK, let's shoot videos. Let's figure this TikTok content shit out. Let's, <laughs> you know what I mean? All these new things, because that's how people hear music. It's not just the same of I just make my record, yeah. shoot one video, put it out and, and it's good to go. You know, there's so much more to it now because there's so much more music and so much many more outlets out there now. But the motivation is just for people to hear the music, man. Like it's always yeah. been. That's it. You you've got this this really fun series on your on your Instagram where you talk about how songs came to be. Mm. Um, and and I've I've heard the one about uh, about Inner Ninja, yeah, um, which was really really interesting. I'm wondering if uh, if you've got a similar story about uh, one of your other songs that people are very familiar with. What's that? Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't know whether it's O Canada oh, or. I got tons of stories about song, but I don't know. You, I don't even know where to start when you're like, oh, a story about a song. You know, there's uh, Three Foot Tall, which was another big one. 
Yeah, so talk, let's that, talk that, about that. That song, that song came out from watching the two. I think it was the 2011 Muppets movie with my kids. Okay. If you watch that movie, <laughs> six minutes into that movie, you'll hear Three Foot Tall. So when it's just that, you know, it's this pu- Muppet or puppet, whatever the hell it is, singing this one line. And I was in the kitchen, the kids are watching. I'm like, oh, what's that? Didn't think much of it. Next day, they watched the movie again. I heard the same sample. I was like, oh, I got to go. I took the DVD out, took it out to the studio, sampled it, called my dad over. He played piano on it. Wow. Um, and then, you know, cleared the sample from Disney and everything. But yeah, like a lot of people don't know that's from a Muppet movie that's until they go see Muppet. it. And it's ident- like you hear it. It's word for word. Exactly yeah. the same thing. I cut it up a little bit, but, you know, so just, I, I don't know. I, I, I like stuff like that because it starts with the beat. You know what I mean? It was just like, oh, cool sample. Let me take that out, cut it up, and then kind of remake it the way I wanted to make it. Put those drums on it and everything. But Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, so, I got lots of stories like that, just about like little songs and the way they came to be. And but yeah, you know, like you said, Oh Canada, Oh Canada started because I was listening to the Sires. Remember that Sires concert they had in Toronto? Yeah, two thousand three. Yeah, they did Oh Canada. I just sampled the first thing, put the drum beat on it, and I was like, Oh, you know, let me write a. I wrote that when I first started traveling outside of the country you know, in the States, overseas, and just seeing people's perceptions of Canada. Because this, again, was before Drake. So, yeah. oh, you do hip-hop? You're from Canada? What is what does Canada even do? And I'm like, the fuck do you mean Canada? Like, you know what I mean? I was, I was a proud Canadian. So when I went home and I made that beat, I was like, oh, this is a banger. Like, I could make this. Let me just represent the whole country and tell people in the rest of the world what we have done here because we've done some pretty amazing shit. Yeah, yeah. that's for sure. Let's – um. Let's get get to our get to our, our fun segment here. Lost venues classified. Um, is there is there a place that you've performed at that no longer exists, but that you've got a funny story, a sad story, a horrible story that you can tell us about? Not all three, but any one of those. No, I probably got one venue that has all the stories. As, yeah. <laughs> so the Embassy, the Embassy Hotel in in uh, London, Ontario. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Legendary place. That was the first place I ever played where I felt like, oh shit, like this isn't just me playing for 20, 30 people hoping they pay attention. Like they knew my words. They were jamming. And, and you know, from then, this was 2000 and this would have been hitchhiking music. It's like 2005. And anytime I go back to London, like that's the first thing that comes to my mind is that venue. I've seen the, the promoter get stabbed. What? I've seen, uh, it's the first time I ever had girls like make out on stage, you know, just jump on stage and girls make out. You know, I'm like a young, young guy that's so like all excited about that shit. Um, and then a sad story that's kind of getting serious, but that whole shit with uh Headley that happened that was mm. at the Embassy Hotel. Whoa, so, yeah, so there's a lot of different levels to that place. So it was a, it was a bar in the basement or sort of like on the main floor, and then you go upstairs where your dress room was, but where that dress room was, was also a halfway house. Whoa. So you walk in the hallway, it looks like a little apartment or a, like a hotel almost. And there's some, just some, some, some people that look like they're down on their luck, just wandering these halls and you're just getting to your dressing room. And you know what I mean? So it was, a, it was a weird venue, but I know a lot of acts that had like legendary moments. One of the first shows I ever did with Maestro Fresh West when he came on stage with me was at the embassy. So yeah, a lot of stories from there. Wow, that's that's funny because we when we've asked the question, the embassy has come up 
past it. It's just like between a, between that and call the office. It's like and, and okay, London yeah. is disproportionately. You know, people remember yeah. that. I remember one time because we played the embassy six or seven times. One time, my manager drove us and we parked on the side street at the top of the street. We went and did the show and we came out. The car wasn't there. And the car was down the block. He he left the shit neutral and it rolled down the block. So just dumb shit that as soon as you say that, like the embassy, I'm like, that's what kind of the memory sparks. The that's embassy awesome. in London, Ontario. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. So one, one of the things I love to ask um, before we wrap things up is what's what's in your earbuds lately? Like what are you listening to that people should be checking out? New or old, doesn't matter. Oh, what have I been listening to, man? I just kind of not not I don't even want to say like one album. I think the last album I've been listening to hardcore is what did I listen to? Like I'll skim through shit, but like Chance the Rapper's last album. I went pretty hard on that. Like that one actually lasted for a few months for me, which is you know rare these days. Cause usually it's just check out some stuff and yeah. but yeah, man, honestly, if I'm not in the studio. I'm in the car driving my kids to basketball or some shit or to the mall, and, and they're listening whatever they, what they want. Hey, what you know are how they it listening is? to? What are they listening? Oh, to? they're listening to my my 15 year old loves SZA, which I'm not mad at because it's All actually right. some pretty cool shit. When I got into it, I was like, oh, I love the production, cool shit. Middle one's all about Taylor Swift, but I think she's just on her because everybody's on Taylor Swift. I don't even know <laughs> yeah. if she likes her. She just wants to be part of the gang type shit. <laughs> and then my youngest is actually probably the most musical. She's kind of down to listen to whatever, but she's the one that I can actually play some of my old school like shit I like and oh, yeah? sit there and listen to it and be curious about it. That is so, so cool. Yeah. That is yeah, so yeah. cool. Uh, we're we're going to play your song, People, uh, to end this off. And uh, love for you to to introduce the song and what people should be listening to. Uh, this is my new single, People. Came out about a month ago. If you get a chance, go check it out on YouTube. You know, I, the, the song is one thing with a message. But I feel like when people take in the video, I had people from all walks and shapes of life, you know, doing over these lyrics with me to kind of show you, you know, like, we're all we're all saying the same shit. We're all coming from the same place. We're just looking at it from different angles. And let's stop looking at these little different things. That's the whole point of this video is people coming together rather than being separated and split apart because it seems like that's happening more and more in life. And, and that's the whole energy of it. It's bringing people together. But at the same time, it's over like some banging, banging hip hop beats. And yeah. you know what I mean? Even once you get the message, I feel like it's a song you can bump and just kind of ride to and it still feels right. This is Classified's latest. People, check it out on YouTube. We'll have the link in the show notes. Ain't it? 
I don't like old people or smart people or dumb people I don't care if you vaxxed or anti-vaxxed If you cover your face or any mask Still gonna sit here and hate people Thinking, why do we rape people? Huh? I don't like Democrats or the Republican I ain't conservative, I ain't progressive Now I don't want none of them, I had enough of them I don't like politics or climatologists Every day hearing about our apocalypse We resorting to leaving on rocket ships Cause we got comfortable with our incompetence, man It's hard to believe in people Nowadays I don't like meeting people Vegan people, me eating people You really think I care what you eating people? I don't care what you look like or what your job is Or where you came from When it comes down to it, we all play dumb And it's all our fault, ain't it? Not one person, all of us Not one faith, all of us Not one race, all of us Why do we hate, all of us? Give your head a shake, all of us We need to be great, all of us They try to separate, all of us Don't let them separate, all of us People, Yourself, but I hate the division that's growing within us That's why I don't like people I don't like broke people or rich people Or drunk people or sober people Lately I don't wanna know you people Nah, but somebody gotta show you people Then we gotta start looking at a bigger picture Cause soon it's gonna be over people Awesome, man. Classified, thank you for your time. Thank you for the music over the years. Thanks so much, buddy. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Classified. Cheers, man. Really Appreciate it, fellas.